Hello, it's another episode of Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. And my brain, which is already fried, is even more fried because I watched the Brett Kavanaugh hearings all day long. Oh Why would I do this to myself? I don't know. Did you watch any of it? You don't have to. You're Canadian. Well, I know, but I still care about, you know, issues and stuff like that as a woman. No, I watched it because, yeah, I mean, as a woman. I will As a woman and it. a lover of Alyssa Milano, who her, she was in the background for most of it. Yeah. So I, I watched her face the entire time. Michael, this may be a dumb question. Why was she there? She was a guest of Diane Feinstein, Senator Diane Feinstein, I believe. And okay. because, you know, she is an activist. Yeah. Fem- and yeah. you got to punch it up with a little bit of celebrity pizzazz, I guess. Okay, so... Um, going from that heavy news to little Zan, you you can turn off the podcast right here if you want, and we won't hate you for it. But little Zan, he's a sound clapper, sound clapper, <laughs> sound clad rapper, who us olds know because he dated Noah Cyrus. Yeah. So he ended up in the hospital very recently. Oh my god! Not pray for be- little Zan. Pray for him, and not because of drugs. So mm-hmm. he claims, but because he ate one bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos, and he says it ripped his stomach. So he says that he ate one bag, he had a stomach ache for four days, and then he ate a bag of Chili Limon Cheetos. After that, he barfed up a little blood, which probably was not blood. It was probably just Cheetos dye che- barf. Yeah. And went to the hospital. He did not break up with Flaming Hot Cheetos. They're still together because he ate some for TMZ. Have you sworn off Flamin' Hot Cheetos? Because I got a bag of Flamin' Hot Cheetos right here for you, man. Any chance I can get you to eat one Flamin' Hot Cheeto on camera just to prove to the world that you're all right? Yeah. Ooh, thank God. And because this is, you know, a big, important news story, some outlets talk to medical professionals, including Dr. Thomas Allman. I know. That we should, I wish. I guess they couldn't get Dr. Oz on the phone because he's obviously like the highest they member afford of the him. medical community. So, who, so Dr. Allman, who is uh, G, no relation to Tracy, I believe, a GI doctor in New York City, told Billboard, depending on what's in the spicy snack food, the potential for GI intolerance could be a volume-based phenomenon. In my reading on this... It seems as though some of the complaints or some of the presenting symptoms, such as red stool, are people mistaking what they think is blood for what is red dyes that are in foods. Overeating anything can cause GI intolerance or GI symptoms and any number of other symptoms, vomiting among them. And then (laughs) Frito-Lay, they issue their own statement saying... Um, that some consumers may be more sensitive to spicy foods than others. And, you know, you should eat in moderation. Oh, my God. Which they don't want you to eat in moderation because they want that money. Yeah, they're like, eat in moderation. By moderation, we mean as many bags as you can buy at the store. Yeah, and they should have said, FYI, our product probably didn't cause little Zan's problems. It was probably drugs. (laughs) Yeah, the whole time they're just like winking and doing air quotes. Like they're like... Please eat our stuff in moderation or else you'll go to the hospital because of our products. When it's really bath salts or yeah. whatever it was. This is... Okay, did you ever watch Kroll's show? Nick Kroll's sketch no. show? No. Okay. Well, he had a sketch where... It, so he had this product called Blisteritos, 
which are basically mm-hmm. flaming hot Cheetos. Except the whole joke is that if you eat blisteritos, your head gets really swollen yeah. and you like go to the hospital. This is ba- but the person who was like doing blisteritos commercials was this character named Caesar, who was basically little Zan. Oh, he's like a rapper with face tattoos. Well, he's not like real. He's not a rapper. He's just like a dirtbag, but he has face tattoos. And but what I'm trying to say is obviously the Kroll show is psychic because they predicted this happening. <laughs> like little Zan's head didn't blow up, but his butt almost blew up. Oh, why did you even mention little Zan's butt? Do you think he has now? Ha- I'm going to have to go to the hospital butt? for throwing up blood. Yeah. For so, my eyes throwing up blood. So, Michael, you like Flaming Hot Cheetos, correct? Oh, yeah. That's why he... I mean, I've probably eaten three bags, you know, like little bags. I'm not a total garbage monster. <laughs> in a row of those hot fries. Which right. Which is basically the same thing. And I didn't even have to drop a Tums. So these SoundCloud rappers are weak. They're, yeah. They're th- soft. They're babies. I know Britney Spears is spitting on them. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I, part of me sort of believes, though, that he did go to the hospital for Flaming Hot Cheetos. Like, I know, I know it was probably drugs, but I sort of yeah, want to I, what, what, Since when did Flaming Hot, since when was Flaming Hot Cheetos slang for free basing paint thinner? Yeah. That's what I want to know. <laughs> but the reason that I say I believe him is because one time I ate a whole pack of hot dogs by myself in, like, maybe a six-hour span, and I was like a hundred percent sure i was having a heart attack well you probably were it's hot dogs yeah all that sodium but what i'm trying to say is you can't leave a dummy unsupervised around food so i i could see lil xan he's a tiny person he looks like he weighs like how like 50 pounds maybe he's like the size of your average six-year-old i think that if he ate a full yeah he's half an olsen exactly him putting it even putting his hand in the flaming hot cheetos that's gonna put him in the hospital that's too much sodium for him so you believe him? Yeah, I think I do. Only because I've made dumb food mistakes before. But it didn't rip apart his stomach. No, it's not like he ate like a Brillo pad and it was just like tearing through his colon on the way down. It's Cheetos. They get mushy. Well, and the truth is like Cheetos and like I said, I eat them all the time because I'm a gourmet. But yeah, I don't think it was meant to be eaten by humans. No. Like, it's not meant. That's why it messes up messes us up but let's move on let's move on before we before we create even more brain killing images yes so leah remini uh leah remini told la palm magazine that she wishes katie holmes and nicole kidman would speak out against scientology more but thinks they can't because of ndas and prohibitive documents i mean of course yeah duh. duh Leah used to be friends with Katie Holmes, but isn't anymore, and believes that Katie will lose custody of Surrey if they meet up. Um, okay. Well, first of all, can you imagine Katie Holmes and Liam Remini being friends? Uh, now that you mention it, no. Yeah, I don't know why. Katie Holmes, I'm sure Katie Holmes is very nice, but she just seems really kind of boring. boring. Yeah. yeah. And Leah's friends with, like, Michelle Visage. Yeah, like Leah Remini's the best. I'm sure they were friendly. I'm sure that they had a lot in common, basically Scientology. So do you believe that Katie signed something saying she can't talk to the likes of Leah Remini? I think so. Yeah, because so they divorced. Katie and Tom divorced. uh, When did they divorce? Anyways, whenever they divorced, it was quick. 
So Katie, I think she gave up money. Like you said, she probably signed shit, some crazy shit just to get away. Oh, yeah. And also because Scientology is so weird, like they they won't even let John Travolta have his real hairline. Like they're that weird and controlling. So I could totally see Katie Holmes being given like some kind of agreement saying, okay, you can be friends with whoever you want. They, but they cannot have been in Scientology. They cannot say bad things about Scientology. And they can't be Leah Remini, who because we, I don't, I don't think she left Scientology then. But they obviously can see into the future because they have these amazing powers. So exactly. they knew exactly. They knew they can see what three billion years into the future. Yeah, a minimum. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. And honestly, if I was trying to get out of that marriage, I probably would have signed something like that too. Well, but I think. Tom Cruise doesn't even want custody of Surrey. Like, you know, if he wanted to spend time with a tiny little thing who throws fits, he would just hang out with David Miscavige more, basically. <laughs> but no, I don't think, you know, I think if he wanted to hang out with Surrey, he'd build a Surrey robot, which he probably already has. Yeah, he definitely has when he shares clothes with it. It's basically Vicky from Small Wonder. Pretty much. Just yeah. a little smaller with high heels. Yeah. Once it's like the my size Barbie, where it's like we can share clothes, we can share shoes. Well, and that's the thing. So Suri is twelve years old. I can't believe which that. I know. Like a Werther's original just appeared in my pocket, and I'm I've, I'm ninety years old now. I like, remember that Vanity Fair cover. I rem yeah the, the Vanity Fair com- cover. I remember Tom would take her out on paparazzi runs. Yep, all the time. It felt like it was yesterday. Um. What I was going to say, though, is the only so I can I could totally see her signing something that says I'm not going to talk to suppressive persons or whatever. But I also don't think that like I think the only way that he could get full custody of Surrey is if he like pulled up in a white windowless van outside of the American Girl store. Like there's no way that a judge, no court would ever enforce that unless you got a judge who like hated the King of Queens or something. Yeah, but, or unless you got a judge who's a Scientologist, which it, is possible because they're everywhere, Allison. I, it's true, and they're secret. You don't know. It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. They look like us, but they're not like us. Um. Okay, so moving on from awful things like Scientology to even worse things, we're talking about peanut butter and mayo sandwiches. With ugh. <laughs> you say ugh, but... A southerner says, mm. Mm-hmm, exactly. So not since, like, the black or gold dress has the internet been so divided. This is truly the black or gold dress of this week. So this week, the internet rediscovered a 2014 article about peanut butter and mayo sandwiches from Garden and Gun magazine, which is exactly where I would have assumed this yeah, all Yeah, this is exactly where that belongs. <laughs> the, only, the only other source that would have made sense would be, like, Paula Dean's blog. So... Um, it was called, uh, like the article is called a forgotten Southern sandwich. So it's very big in the South. And it was talking about how people were making peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches during the great depression, mm-hmm. which that yeah, and I mean, sense. that, yeah, I, I don't judge them for that. No. They were depressed. Exactly. So here's how it started. According to garden and gun legend has it. The sandwich was born in 1931 after a person named JD Holland came back to his car and discovered it had been broken into, and that the only thing the burglar didn't take was peanut, a jar of peanut butter and a jar of mayo. This sounds like well, such a made-up Christmas-time yeah, so, yeah. story, <laughs> but it works for me. 
So some people in the South claim that peanut butter and mayo was as popular as peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And other recipes called for peanut butter and mayo and bacon or peanut butter, mayo and cheese. Um, or this, peanut this, butter, mayo and barf, which is what yeah. you would do after even sniffing that. Yeah. So over on the website, The Takeout, they tried it. They made themselves a peanut butter mayo sandwich. They gave it a positive review. They really liked it. Other people on the internet think that it tastes like a creamy butt crack and that mostly... Oh, no. I've had butt crack and... This is worse? This is worse. Okay. And I've never even had a mayo and peanut butter sandwich. Okay. So I tried it because this is not... You tried it today? Yes. So this is not actually anything that's really... It's What kind kind of bread did you use? Okay, so I didn't have any bread. I used some Keebler Townhouse crackers because I like a cracker sandwich. Well, that doesn't count because anything tastes delicious on that. Exactly. but And it also kind of doesn't count because the standard recipe is white bread, mayo, and regular peanut butter. Creamy? Or whatever you want. Creamy. Oh, Oh my God, this is so gross. This is already (laughs) grossing me out. I, I love it. So... I, um, I've got family that eats peanut butter and white onion sandwiches. Um, and I don't, I don't think before this I've had peanut butter and mayo, but I've had peanut butter and, uh, cheddar cheese. Like I've, I'm white. So I've eaten plain mayo sandwiches before. Oh no. I I could eat mayo out of the jar with a spoon. You're a a mayo person. I love it. But mayo so with peanut butter, that gets a fuck and a no for me. That just sounds uh-uh. Okay, so I... So give us, give me your review. Even though this does not count. It doesn't count because it's not on bread. But that's no. not my fault. I didn't have bread in my house. It was either that or I just eat two a spoonful of peanut butter and a spoonful of mayo. And I don't think my heart can take that. No. So it was really good. It kind of... It takes away a bit of the sweetness of the peanut butter. And the mayo tastes really... Kind like, of vinegary. Like you mm-hmm. can taste the vinegar in the mayo. It's a really nice combination. I really liked it. But I will say it had an aftertaste of cigarettes. Well, that's probably because, yeah, someone was using your jar of mayo as an ashtray. <laughs> did you have Lindsay Lohan over? Why, yes, I did. <laughs> but I read on that article on the takeout, the um, the writer wrote that they heard that people some put mayo on the peanut butter sandwich because the mayo kept the peanut butter from sticking to the roof roof of their mouth. I've never had that, by the way. Peanut I've had that. Never... But that makes sense to me because yeah. if I put the peanut butter with mayo and then I ate it, I'd barf so nothing would stick to the roof of my mouth. Yeah. But I'm sure that like because the sandwich obviously became super popular this week, I'm sure that Gwyneth Paltrow is already working on a gentrified variation that includes like sprouted spelt loaf, Handmade aioli and organic unsweetened almond butter, which might not actually be grosser. Butter, like grosser than macadamia the nut butter that costs three hundred dollars a jar. Yeah, but you know I can't. Okay, I said it was gross. I made barf sounds, but I have this thing that I love, 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 and everyone always grosses out when I okay. tell them about. It. I love saltines with just butter, not melted butter, just <gasps> butter. Oh and my then God. I eat the, I make like a stack. Yes, I love that. Do you know what yeah. I make as a dessert? So you take saltines, lay them out on a tray, put butter on top of them, and then you sprinkle brown sugar and you put it in the oven. Oh, see, girl, you took it too far. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm going to try that right now. I would eat it. 
So in this next part, we're just going to go over five stories quickly-ish, starting with Shia LaBeouf and FKA Twigs. So they're doing each other. They met on the set of the movie where Shia is playing his own dad. And they were hang- they're hanging out in London together. And when the Daily Mail buzzed FKA Twigs' intercom, she confirmed that they're together, saying, we're very happy, we're having a nice time. Shia's rep says he and his wife, Mia Goth, are over and they're getting a divorce. And FKA Twigs, who was engaged to Robert Pattinson, split from him last year. Oh, my gosh. I love the intercom part, by the way. And it just proves that the Daily Mail, you know, they're thorough and they're highly skilled journalists when they're giving having interviews through an intercom. Well, they are. Because do you think that a celebrity would talk through the intercom to Us Weekly or Page Six? Or Absolutely. No. Wouldn't they, even, yeah. No. Would, they, smell the, would smell the filth from their house and wouldn't even pick up the intercom, wouldn't even answer the intercom. No. They'd hear the intercom and they'd go, wait a minute, is that the Daily Mail? Um so this to me seems like a shell game of kind of like unwashed hipsters where they're just kind yeah, of Yeah, and they like make a lot of sense. They make so much sense. I will say this though, when Shia LaBeouf and FKA Twigs, if if they break up, I don't want to think that they're going to break up because I want to believe they're going to get married because I want to see that wedding. But if they break up, it'll be like a race to the finish line to see who dates Grimes. It's going to, well, Grimes will... She would have returned to her home planet by then, so neither. All right, I guess I'm not going to see it then. <laughs> so This Is Us. The Hollywood Reporter says that the five main cast members of This Is Us, who are Mandy Moore, Milo Ventimiglia, Sterling K. Brown, Chrissy Metz, and Justin Hartley, will each get $250,000 an episode for season three. That's a total of $4.5 million. In the first season, Chrissy was making... 40k an episode milo was making 115k and justin made 75k so they've had a huge come up that's a huge raise also i don't know where nbc is gonna get the extra money for these raises but i want to believe that it will be provided by the makers of kleenex blankets and ice cream yeah and uncooked cookie dough yeah and that's what chrissy and company should use their money to buy stocks in Oh, absolutely, because they get record profits. So Cher and Madonna. Cher is keeping her feud with Madonna alive. Uh, She was on Ellen, and she played a game where she had to name five singers she wants to do a duet with. She said Adele, Pink, and not Madonna. And then on Entertainment Tonight Canada, they played Cher a mashup of her cover of ABBA's Gimme Gimme and Madonna's Hung Up, which samples that song. Cher liked the remakes, but said a duet with Madonna is probably not going to happen. She's Cher, bitch. Yeah. Can you do sh- I'm not even going to try Cher. That would sound, that would you offend everyone. You want me to? No, I don't want any of us to do it. Okay. We're not gonna, yeah, we're not going to commit that unholy act here. You know what? Neither of us are Chad Michaels. So, no, so there's no why point. bother? Um, I don't. I don't blame Cher. There's that's too much diva for one room. That would like set off smoke alarms, carbon monoxide alarms. Like you can't fire get Cher alarms. fire alarms. You can't get Cher and Madonna in the same room together. Yeah, and I get it, but I don't want Cher and Madonna to fight because I want them to be friends because I want Cher to school Madonna on how to do fillers and plastic surgery right. Since oh. Cher's face is a work of art. Yeah, Cher needs to take Madonna under her wing. Under her plastic surgery wing. And the thing is, the only thing that's going to last longer than Cher Madonna's feud is Cher's face. It's true. Okay, on to another 
feud-ish, not really. Uh, Naomi Campbell was on Watch What Happens Live and was asked, Peter the Meteor wants to know your views on Kendall Jenner being the highest paid model while saying she cherry picks her jobs and could never do 30 shows in a season. Naomi gave a look that melted TV screens everywhere and said, Next question. <laughs> Naomi was also asked about the Cardi B and Nicki Minaj fight at Harper's Bazaar's icon party. And Naomi said she didn't go to the party because she was at home watching TV with Kate Moss. She said that it's funny that the party was called Icons because there was no icons there. She also said that she's disappointed whenever women fight. First of all, what did we do to deserve Naomi Campbell? But you know that the Kardashians are definitely, they're so delusional that they're going to try to spin it. Like, did you hear that? Kendall is so stunning. She left Naomi speechless. (laughs) And finally, goats. So Scout Raskin, she played Susie Q in Crybaby, started a business called Party Goats LA, where she rents out her Nigerian dwarf goats, Spanky and Pippin, for $99 an hour for parties and club nights. She dresses them up in little purple velvet jackets, and they jump on people's backs. The people like get on all fours, and then they jump on their backs for fun. Yeah. This is animal abuse. Where's PETA? (laughs) Exactly. PETA will freak out over somebody with, like, I don't know, uh, adopting a kitten. And PETA is nowhere to be found with these goats jumping on people's backs at a club. It's too late. Those goats should be asleep. Well, it's too late. And, you know, even I, human, don't want to be at a club in L.A. <laughs> no. no. No, of course the only The only good thing about them jumping on these backs is maybe they'll jump so hard that the L.A. club goer will snort out some cocaine and then the... Goats would have a little party favor to forget that they're at a club in LA. In this segment, Alice and I are going to give advice to listeners who wrote in asking for advice. Now, before we start, I have a follow-up to a question we answered a bit ago. Dee wrote us saying that she goes to a lot of weddings and bridal showers and is expected to give money at both. She was invited to a cousin's wedding, but didn't go to the bridal shower. And so she was expected to give more money at the wedding. We told her to give whatever the hell she wants. So she wrote back saying, long story short, I ended up paying a lot, $250, because it was going to be fancy, but still less than what I should have paid, which her mom said around 300 minimum. So that's she didn't take our advice. Look what happened. Yeah, I know. Now her bank account is probably an overdraft. It's crying. Yeah. So take our advice. So on to our first question from Mark. So Mark writes, I'm going to an event next weekend, the Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco, and I'm going to run into a guy that I don't particularly care for. Since I am a Scorpio and we always like to get the strongest possible sting, what is the most hateful way to ignore a bitch at a party? Do you talk to everyone at the party except for them? Do you look right past them like they don't exist? Or do you introduce yourself and then say, oh, sorry, didn't recognize you. You've gained a lot of weight. That last one is, that's a burn. <laughs> well, how is it a burn? Are you, well, just what's like, wrong with gaining weight? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, WW, Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers. Yeah. So for me personally, I think that, Saying their name wrong is always fun. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Especially if they have a totally normal name like Kevin or something, right? 
Yeah, like, say Scott. Scott, or or maybe not. <laughs> that might make you sound a little bit crazy. <laughs> I was going to say more like Devin. Or like, no, that makes them sound interesting, because Devin, yeah, sounds interesting. It does. It sounds like a soap opera character. But um, I think that the best sting, like the diss with the best sting, title of my memoirs, um, is to be friendly and not not super friendly like hi how are you but just being like totally normal and friendly because it doesn't give them a single reason to talk shit about you see that may make them think you're crazy because if they know you as a bitch and suddenly you're all nice but here's the thing to them you're crazy to everyone else you're a nice person to me i feel like the the best sting is to act like you don't care that you're like so above it and you're just like i'm gonna treat you like anyone else well yeah that's why i would say ignore them because i'd ask myself what would naomi campbell do right and naomi campbell would completely ignore them or she would ignore them and then get really close to them and say something like i'm going home there's no icons around here (laughs) i'm going to go watch tv with kate moss on my couch so i say ignore and if they come up to you yeah say the wrong name call them the wrong name yeah and i'm canadian and polite so i say be as be as friendly as possible (laughs) now on to our next problem from sb sb writes my flatmate's shits are a problem it lingers for so long we've had a conversation about him cleaning up his poop splatters after he uses the toilet he gets an a for effort about scrubbing it now though it's mission impossible I will move when able, but as my prior flatmate was completely feral and crazy, I'm hesitant to give up this lesser evil in such a rubbish housing market. That said, my sensitive nose resents him for both his smelly shits, his liberal use of axe, and the dirty sock smell that come from his bedroom. I can look past the others, but those shits. He lives on pub food mainly. How should I handle this? Is it a fiber issue? Does he already have ass cancer? The Google tells me he's either pregnant or has celiac disease. Oh my god, where is she finding these roommates, first of well, all? Well, <laughs> I do love the don't give a fuck attitude about the roommate, because whenever I shit and there's other people in the house, I am so careful. Like, I turn on the faucet. Do you do this? I turn on the yeah. wa- so it, the water, so yeah. it, like, drowns the sound of my farts, my poop farts. Yeah. And then when I'm done, I, like, I use an entire can of Febreze. Oh my gosh. I also do a toilet paper hammock. So I like lay the toilet paper on the surface of the water so that it mm-hmm. doesn't splash. Oh, that's smart. Um, but I also do the water and, but it's so weird though, because we shouldn't be ashamed of it because it's like everybody poos. It's like, no, but it's, I mean, yeah, it's so stupid because I'm like, uh, everyone poop farts. Yeah, exactly. And everyone like, makes farts, poop farts. farts are funny, but I can relate to this very much because I had a roommate who, at one point in time, who all she ate was cookie crisp cereal and ramen noodles. and So she never shit then? No. The thing was, she shit all the time, but it stunk. Like, I totally know that smell. Like, I could feel that smell in the back of my throat when you were reading that question. It It's terrible. But I... So you you can't get someone to change their diet. Like, no matter... Because obviously... Big, the biggest solution yeah, is like Yeah, he needs vegetables. to lay out the sulfur. Yeah. Yeah. If you start eating vegetables, you'd be amazed how clean your turds are. But so you can't get them to change their food. Oh, um, I have some vegans who I've lived with who can prove you wrong for that. But okay. Go. <laughs> um, but I guess the only solution for me is 
matches. I find that yeah, matches work whole, really great. Yeah, matches. Yeah. And if you put essential oil in the toilet bowl, I find that that sometimes can kill any stink as well. Wait, so right before he takes a shit, she has to be like, hold up. I got to go put some peppermint oil in the water. <laughs> it's just like, wait a minute. I need to make it all nice and spicy for you. No, like you in the morning, like you just go in and like drop a couple drops in it. Yeah, but matches is good. Or, you know, matches since she's had already, so she's already had a heart to heart with or ass to ass, yeah. if you want to go there. She already had a heart to heart with him about the poop splatter. So I would just say have another, like, have another heart to heart, ass to ass about the poop splatters. And if he continues not to clean up the poop splatters, just don't use the toilet anymore. Shit in a bag and then put the bag in his room. Or shit at work. Save it till you get to work. Oh, no, that's worse. Shitting at work. Next thing oh, you know, we're going to have a question from someone yeah. being like, hi, one of my workmates shits and is disgusting. But you know what? I'd rather smell caca than Axe. Oh, and yeah. She says he uses Axe. So, yeah. That, one's, he, that one is grounds for kicking them out personally. Okay. So that ends our advice segment. If you need advice, uh, you can email us at D- DTP at delisted.com dtp at delisted.com and that ends this show and now i'm off to drink an entire wine cellar after watching the kavanaugh hearing so bye